0: Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Linux Server Podcast. My name's Alex, a.k.a. Ironic Badger.
1: And my name is Stian, a.k.a. Lonix.
0: Hey, Stian, good to see you. Did I get that hey. right? Yes, you did. It's, hey, Stian, uh, Stian, 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 right. Stian. If I say it three times fast, I won't get it wrong.
1: Well, I don't think that's how it works, bro. Yeah, but it should be. It should be. Well, maybe, but... But that would be kinda of too easy though, wouldn't it? Hmm.
0: Well, I've spent my life living with a difficult surname. So uh I'm used to hearing. Yeah, all I'm sorts not even of...
1: gonna attempt that.
0: Fair enough, I wouldn't if <laughs> I was you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing here? We're doing a podcast, apparently. Yes. Uh about Docker and Linux and all that
1: stuff. So Oh yeah, and this this group of Linux Docker developer things?
0: LinuxServer.io,
1: is that what you're talking about? That is what I'm talking about. I usually call our member list. They call whatever, whoever is in LinuxServer.io's dev chat room. I have the list from the website. You do? Mm -hmm. How many are there?
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That sounds right. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, we are LinuxServer.io and I. I think it's worth explaining a little bit about us and who we are and what we do and why we do it and where the website came why from we and it? who we are and I've said that already but anyway um so yeah I'm Ironic Badger and I uh I met Lonix through the Unraid forums that's me and what were you doing there you were writing some backup script or something at the time
1: no well I met you when I was writing this uh uh, Bash Ubuntu Unraid, send script which I called Bucks or something. That was the script that automatically helped you with installing uh, VMs for Unraid.
0: And it was during that period that uh, Docker sort of came to the fore with Unraid, wasn't it? Well, not just with Unraid, but do- when Docker kind of came. Well, I, I was, into I was existence. already working
1: with Docker in a research perspective, but. At the time, it was really a bash script that he wrote because well, installing through installing a send container well, I should say send v m via the command line is horrible there has to so, be a better way, right right, and so I made a better way uh, well, a very specific better way it was you made one of better. the most
0: one of the most complicated bash scripts I think I've ever seen. From a user's standpoint, it was flawless, but looking at it yeah. made my eyes bleed. Yeah.
1: Uh it, it is complicated and to this day I'm I'm let's just say if I wrote it from the get go to the finish, I would wrote it written it a way bit different, but it's kind of just always expanded. Giving a, so a simple what, walkthrough, like select what always you want and
0: we've been with Docker for a while, right, between us. What version was it then? It would have been like 0.4 or something,
1: I think. I think my very first experience with Docker was point three point four.
0: I was going to say 0.3 as well. So I'll go with 0.4, you know. But anyway, that's not terribly important. The point is we've been using Docker for a while before it was cool and the latest yeah. industry buzzword. In that time, I've managed to uh, somehow land myself a job doing docker stuff for a living you have (laughs) which is jolly good fun uh (laughs) actually actually, do you know what to start that's a funny story and it's worth telling i uh i did not think docker was very very good shall we say back in the back in the day and let's be fair they've added a lot of features since 0.3 or 0.4 that close the gap that make the difference that that mean that Now it's more than just a a way to run But what you're
1: saying is, at the time, you didn't think that 0.3 or 0.4 was any good.
0: I suppose so. I mean, actually, it was partly that, but it was partly... I just didn't get the concept. I didn't understand why... I just didn't didn't get the point, really. Um, Yeah, right. And I I see that same trend... um, I I am now a DevOps engineer for a a large financial company in England and I uh, my job essentially is to evangelize and convert people to uh docker just like the mormons and yeah um I see that same trend repeating itself again and again and again it's uh there's what's that quote it's a question it's like, why isn't it I think it's from Gandhi right first they fight you then they Accept you, or I can't. I can't remember what the actual. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. You don't need to, for my part. Yeah, but I want to. F- uh, ah, there we go. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. <laughs>
1: yeah, that sounds.
0: That is a Mahatma Gandhi quote, and I think actually it sums up. Does that? It sums up, uh,
1: like, it sums up uh, you and me. Yeah, uh, well, our relationship to each other and Docker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah I mean uh, so back in the day I was um, I was I don't want to say prolific but I was a student right so I I had plenty of time on my hands to create VMs and uh, I hosted a a repository of packages for Unraid users to run VMs on their home servers yes and I ignored Docker yes then you showed it to me and I laughed at it yep And then I told you it was rubbish. Yep. And here we are. <laughs> yep. So the quote's correct, right? In so much as that, uh, you, you have to you have to change the way you perceive applications and perceive the way in which you perceive, change the way in which you perceive uh, the way in which software is deployed to <laughs> accept Docker as a thing. Yeah. And
1: and there's this, and there's this additional thing though, and it is, uh, you're a Docker professional. Uh, well, it would be fair to say. Well, in the regards that, well, you you actually do make money and make your salary out of Docker, don't you?
0: Yeah, for the most part, I suppose. Yeah. So technically, you are a Docker professional. Technically, I am a Docker professional.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm not. Uh, I do absolutely zero Docker work with um, within my. Average eight-hour workday. I am a uh, DevOps working for well the largest uh, the largest uh, distributor of books in Norway. So we don't really find any use for Docker. So I wait a minute. That's not Amazon.
0: That must be Amazon,
1: right? No, because it's a Norwegian thing. It's not a global thing. I was
0: kind of joking, but. Well, That's cool. That's cool.
1: If I was an Amazon employee, I would be doing Docker, and you'd probably be on AWS, right? Yeah, probably. Just and a guess. I would never allow you or anyone I know to be on DigitalOcean. What's wrong others? with what's What's wrong with DigitalOcean? Well, if you are an if you are an uh, Amazon employee, everything's wrong with DigitalOcean. Fair point. However, yeah. for idiots like me, it's uh, it's cheap. Just just so everybody knows I'm not endorsing DigitalOcean in any way. I do like it. I am. I bloody um, love it. Yeah, but it's not an official endorsing unit, no. I think. No.
0: Okay, so right. Not we we, we talked money. about ourselves for a little while. Um You are uh the the lead Docker guy for Linux though,
1: aren't you? Yes, I am. What does that mean? That means I make the decisions. Uh well we have Uh, odd 50 docker containers at the present time and all of those docker containers are built upon uh, for what we call base images where three of the base images are built on the fourth and that is to unify the way we make and develop our docker containers so that every one of our docker admins could maintain any docker container. On top of that,
0: we've got some philosophies that that, that extend into the user space
1: yes uh i have uh what i call my three pillars i will never remove myself from and uh even though i need to fight for them every once in a while uh i'm gonna they're sticking so far and that is our uh we should have awesome support that means that a doctor should be well known to our authors and our authors should really understand uh, all, basically all our dockers that it's hard for every author to understand every docker but we should be able to manage maintaining every docker so that's one of them amazing support another one is always up to date I don't want anyone to download our software and figure out it, it's uh, it's three years old or two months old I, I even shrug at the day idea I of day old software or full of security holes. Or full of security holes, for that matter. Because there
0: are a lot of containers on the hub which um, which contain, you know, for example, Heartbleed vulnerable versions of OpenSSL. Yes, or, we don't have it, that in any of our Shellshock containers. versions, un- um, Bash versions vulnerable to Shellshock. Or, sure. So our containers, because they update every time from apt, usually. Apt um, or,
1: and GitHub, whatever applies to the yeah. software contained in...
0: The application. They will update all of these libraries all the time. And we're a very active community. We're pushing builds daily uh, yep. whether it's a new build of a base image or just, just tweaking something. I, I don't think there's a day gone by in the last few months without a commit from someone.
1: No, we, we commit often. Commit so It's, worth, it's often. worth saying, I think,
0: at this point that there there are nine of us. We're not all Docker devs. Um, no. There's a, there's a couple of people who Should are... Should
1: take the third pillar first?
0: Oh yeah, good point. Go.
1: A <laughs> third pillar to to my Docker containers, which I will again never move away from. Third pillar of our Docker container is uh, it should be universally compatible. Wherever Docker runs, our containers should run. So that's to say, we won't ever use any uh, hacks to make it only work with a certain OS. Which was a problem for very many of the Docker's used on the Unraid operating system, which was our original target for. So I have to context.
0: say, I have to say that's one of the reasons I actually stopped using Unraid in the end was the fact that uh, a lot of the, I mean, Un- Unraid itself is pro- is a proprietary um, home server RAID yeah. implementation, um, and they they added at some point was it was it must have been. Late twenty thirteen, I guess they added uh, Docker support. Was it early twenty fourteen?
1: It was just after we left, I think. So yeah, something like that. It's
0: yeah, and um, a lot of the a lot of the Docker authors in that community are very active. And you know, one the one thing you can never um, say bad against Unraid is
1: its community is fantastic, right? Well, yes, you mostly because I am. Um a part of the community um, and the community well, that has me
0: well you. steady on i mean steady <laughs> on right but the point is if you have a problem on that forum and you post it you post it you won't get a judgmental response you won't get someone saying have you got ecc memory in that machine you know uh or you need one gig of ram per terabyte or some you know if you get go- i'm just saying, are you making fun of FreeNAS? i might be i might be yeah but i i I don't know if it's uh these b s d. users they they can be a bit
1: funny sometimes they can and uh unread the unread community reminds me a great bit about like the uh, ubuntu community which is very welcoming um yes very for the very most part and that that is that's the personal reason why i started using Ubuntu with Linux
2: yeah it was
0: so, right, look, I think we've probably uh, introduced ourselves well enough. How long we've we been going? Probably about 15 minutes just talking about ourselves. Yeah. That says it all, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um, but there are nine of us in total at linuxserver.io. And, there is. And uh, there's only two of us here doing the podcast, myself and Stian. And that's the way it will be. We'll be the, the main hosts. Yep. Occasionally, we, we'll hopefully get some, some of the crew on as guests and... Um, if you want to go and have a look at the other guests, at the other team members, go to our website, linuxserver.io forward slash staff. And you can have yeah. a look there at the various do you different have a,
1: people. Do you, do you know what everybody does?
0: I have no idea, apart from what it says on the website. So if you list their names, I
1: should tell you what they do. Uh, Johnny Mo. Johnny Mo is our web guy. He hosts our webpage and does our forum mm-hmm. and our, well, is one of our core members, what, is what we call him. It's uh, one of the founding trio. S- yes, that should never change unless something drastical happens. I reckon it's it's us that makes the major decisions if any major decisions needs to be done with the LSIO structure or something like that. But other than that, he's our web guy and he helps out with support and documentation. Uh, yeah. And
0: he's a top bloke too. We've 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 all been we've all known each other for some time now.
1: It must be over a year. Yeah. To be fair, he was he was uh, our introduction makes it sound like you and me founded LSIO, but the truth is, he was part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was totally. He believed in us. Yes. Uh, right. That's Johnny, who is. Um, if we say anything else nice about him. I don't know. We we'll have to pay him a fee or something, a sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, then the next one um, on the list is Cody Star, Code
1: Star, Code Star, Code Star. I, I know who yeah. he is. He he we, um... we, he prefers to be called Code, and Code is the guy, like the guy behind FanArt TV. FanArt TV is a webpage which nobody ever knows what does, but everybody uses it. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's. It's Every
0: in, uh, image you've ever loaded in Kodi, Plex, Media Browser, whatever, has probably come from fanart.tv.
1: Amongst others. Uh but that's one of the sources, yeah. And he we are so lucky to have him on our team. He is a PHP developer, for us at least, and he has started some brand work on this new alternative web UI for the Unraid, which is amazingly stunning. Uh, unfortunately he hasn't been able to dedicate too much time to that project as of late, but we hope to see more to that project later
0: uh, Becoming an ACR Contributor is one of the um, l- main links on our homepage yeah. so again, go take a look at that and find yep. out more Acer
2: if you want to
1: project.
0: Uh, Right, we've got another one uh, Stark, which I think is Johnny Moe's friend
1: Stark is Johnny Moe's friend, and a real life friend and he makes a custom software called Dalos, which is a a um, it's a M, uh, FTP client in a based on Java which is supposed to run in the background and just do things automatically I can't tell you too much about it but maybe we'll have him on sometime and talk about it that all makes good content
0: yes right, uh, it does. the next one right okay how do we say this Chipumb
1: CHBMB is my good yeah. <laughs> way of saying it. He He's our uh he's helping Johnny Mo out with documentation and support. So he's probably the one saying, How may I help you? And if you're reading a piece of uh, blog or any entry uh where uh or someone will help, he's the is first he, one um- that comes says is he based in England too, or is he... He is based in England, just like most of our team. <laughs> yeah,
0: everyone, pretty much, except for you, who's a Norwegian. Yes, I am. Sweden and Davy Jones. We'll get to them. Right.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: next up is our very own Sparkly Balls, who uh, probably has the largest number of containers to his name out of all of us. Is that right? Yes,
1: <laughs> Without a doubt. He has, uh, I think last time I counted, he had... Something like 30-ish of the 50 total. So he it, has it, done a great he's a, number of he's containers.
0: He's a container-creating machine. Yes.
1: He makes way too much work for everyone else around him.
0: <laughs> but that's and a fair
1: bit too, right? Yeah, he does. He's, he does his job and he, he makes a lot of containers. Uh, he, he, he has a uh, primary focus on somewhat niche containers. Uh, it's an unfortunate uh thing based on i made all the first ones and those were all the major ones so he came yeah well after i mean that and made a lot of our of original
0: our original stable of containers were your personal ones that you converted so yes it makes sense and we we have uh amalgamated uh what's the word he gobbled up some of sparkly balls personal containers as well and rebranded yeah, we, those as, uh,
1: Whenever whenever he publishes a container uh, with us, which is uh, uh, competing with his own, they get banned from uh, Unraid, his own. They get banned from the Unraid public list.
0: Right. <laughs> right. So
1: he's replacing himself with himself, basically.
0: Next up is Median. Smedian.
1: Smedian, he's is, he is a Docker developer uh, working for me, uh, or me or I should also mentioned that sparkle Balls is my uh, right man hand he's my go-to guy whenever I need to spar with someone and he's also the he's also the guy that makes sure that everyone else's containers are up to core up to my rules or so yes and Smeedon, he's uh, one of my uh, darker guys he's uh, based in America so we don't get to talk to him as much as we want but he is uh, a great developer with um, some great skills and he also writes some articles for us actually and uh, that we need more of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, originally the site started out as my own personal blog. It which, did. Which uh, was just me writing down instructions on how to do stuff so I wouldn't forget it. And then it yeah, turned, turned several thousand hits a month and the rest is history. Um so yeah a few of the guys also write articles for the website and um, yeah always looking for new contributors on that so if you're listening and you want to do that just come find us in the IRC Uh, right last contributor um, last staff member I suppose is uh, Davey Jones he's another foreigner isn't
1: he he's another foreigner he currently lives down in um, Australia but he's moving to Germany now uh, in uh, March I believe that should make him uh, way more integrated into the gang
0: yeah cool and what's David Jones is Docker dev yeah he's
1: a Docker dev so we're mostly Docker devs but and you uh, have to I have to admit I'm fairly happy with my Docker staff we need a bit more on the supporting side but um, I don't always feel we we're up to date with helping out and looking at pull requests and stuff like that we should. should it's hard that when
0: you've got 50 plus containers, though, right? And you just do it, it in your spare time. And so.
1: uh, I noticed that we're expanding way faster than we can be capable of, especially now that we're getting more promoted on other platforms as well. We are, we are the major, made the go to guys when it comes to Docker containers on Unraid. Uh, but we also have this partnership coming up with uh, Rockstore, which is another NAS operating system running on BetterFS, ButterFS. Uh, and in addition to that, we just made contact and promising progress into working together with the author of the Docker plugin for FreeNAS. No, I'm sorry, Open media vault I was going to say so uh, we have,
0: you, you know that uh, Docker doesn't run on FreeBSD, right?
1: No, but it's Open media vault, So I'm um, I I missed, messed up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> jails are jails. <laughs> so, Open Media We have uh, Docker running on Open Media World and we're getting featured there as well. So, we have more platforms we need to support, and we need to get more supporting faces out there. And that's our lackluster at, at the moment. Okay.
0: I hope. I think we've introduced a team, and um, you'll probably... see them all at some point during the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure Not we, we get everybody on since. to you know have a little chat and explain how they got involved with docker because I mean, for me personally i think one of the most interesting things around docker is we're so early in that tool's life cycle
1: yeah
0: we can actually watch the evolution of people's perceptions and people's journey with with the tool um you know and to that end just, it's, it's actually pretty in, go go on i'll, I'll uh, i've got something else to say in, in a minute just remind no me. just
1: go on just go on
0: okay uh i'm actually working with a friend of mine from uni who's now doing a phd into devops yeah and we're going to be doing a um a, a research study into trying to come up with a definition i guess of what is devops and well uh, who knows it it's different to everybody right but that ought to be an interesting thing that we can talk about and um you know going forward it should be a good show topic uh, uh, might even try and get him on at some point to talk about it. So yes. So uh, uh we should I think that probably do us for the intro stian. So um with that all done, let's move on to the <laughs> next segment. Okay, so in every show we like to feature a container. Uh pick one out of the the plethora of containers that are available that speaks to us that we use regularly that I you know either that we've developed and have a vested interest in talking about. or well, It's not only our containers, is it? No, not at all. Not at all. It, it's going to be about containers that we find useful or there's been an awful lot of traction around. So, you know, for example, one week we might end up talking about Docker registry. Uh, the next week we might talk about NGINX and how you can configure that with an SSL cert and using Let's Encrypt or something like that. Those are just all yeah. ideas, right? So... This week, our pick is going to be Plex, Linux server slash Plex. Now, yes, for those of you that uh, might have worked that out, that was actually our first ever published container.
1: Yes, Linux. yes, I wrote that, and it's um, it's at this point, it's uh, uh it's the second most popular Plex container on Docker Hub, I believe. Uh, approaching
0: one hundred and twenty-five thousand downloads.
1: That is a fairly impressive number, considering. Considering uh, it's you and me, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just you and me. Uh, no, I wrote this. <clears throat> I wrote this container. It was. It was my first experience with Docker. Well, no, it wasn't. I made a uh, BT Sync container before this. Uh, a static version, a horrible version. I. Not proud to put my name on, but I made a container with a BT Sync, but after a while and after some learning, I made a Plex container. Because so, um, I wasn't quite I think happy it's, with it's probably the other ones. worth
0: explaining. I mean I'm sure everybody listening to this, all, all three of you, will know what Plex is, right? But Plex. So what's is, Plex? Let's let's uh let's go and read our Let's go and read our excellent documentation, shall we? (laughs) sure. Right, Linux server slash Plex is... uh, What does it tell you? Oh, right. Plex organizes video, music, and photos from personal media libraries and streams them to smart TVs, streaming boxes, and mobile devices.
1: So what that means is you could take a uh, a DVD backup and place it on your server and Sit down in front of the telly, open the Plex app, connect to your server, and start watching a film. And an hour later, when your wife wants to watch some reality TV, you simply pause the film, go into the bedroom, take your iPad, open up the Plex app, and resume playback. I
0: thought you were going to say, sit down with your wife and enjoy it together. No, stab your eyeballs out, go into the bedroom, and watch something completely different.
1: Yes. For God's (laughs) sakes. Um, Okay,
0: yeah. Uh, Right, so Plex has several nice features. It's worth noting, Plex is not free and open-source software, although it is based off of XBMC from a few years ago. Very loosely based. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What sets um, Plex apart from something like XBMC, well, now Kodi, of course, um, is it has, in my opinion... Um, it certainly used to anyway a much nicer web interface uh for managing metadata for managing users and sharing uh your library with friends and family which is something that i've done and it has its it has its upsides has its downsides you know it's, it's quite nice to be able to say to your uncle who lives in vancouver um hey i i've got um You know, I've just just been and purchased a a series of blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, go nuts. All legally obtained content, of course. You know, it's all... Of course. Yes.
1: Uh, Disclaimer, Linux does not support or endure uh, pirating. Exactly.
0: Um, So, for me, one of the biggest weaknesses of Plex has been its um, TV interface, if you like. Uh, and then a few weeks, a few weeks ago, I bought. Um, this is this is a, a, a long-standing joke at LinuxServer.io is that I buy a lot of gadgetry. So, a few weeks ago, I purchased um, an Nvidia Shield Android TV box. Yes, and,
1: you humongously on that box.
0: Yeah, and it's. I have to say, it fixes every problem with Plex with cody with youtube that i've ever had it's uh, it's a phenomenal piece of kit so uh, i may do a re- review of it on the show at some point but not today because we're already running a little bit over um but the the idea is that if you want to as Stan's already said um pick up watching a movie from the tv on your phone or your tablet it'll Synchronize the watch status between all your devices. And I, I spend a lot of my time on a train between Norwich and London in England, traveling, and I don't have data connectivity at those times. Oh, for, my I love sins, that for my sins, I use an iPad, mainly because it's light and it has excellent battery life. The rest of it, I I just don't use. I mean, I I literally use Plex and Safari on that thing. That's about it. i oh, Spotify, of course. Wife well, uses. Wife uses. My my,
1: my iPad runs like total of three applications. It's Plex, it's Safari, and it's Hearthstone. Oh, what's Hearthstone? Is that a game? It's a game. It's a card game. We can talk about that after the show. But everyone, I listening. play um
0: I play chess online sometimes. Yeah. So. I lie, right? So I have four apps on my iPad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So another very, very useful feature of Plex, which I think you need to be a Plex Pass subscriber to use, is the sync feature. And this is an absolute godsend of a feature for me. I can choose a movie or a a set of TV episodes, a series or unwatched content. And when you say a set of TV
1: episodes, what you really mean is you can say... I want my iPad to contain the next five unwatched episode of TV Show X. Archer. It's always Archer, right? It's always Archer. Okay, so Archer. Uh, yes. That's the latest box set collection you bought, right? Yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> I do like Archer. Actually, no, that is... You joke, but that is the God's honest truth. That is the last TV box set I purchased. <laughs> because... Really? I um I lost season three, um in between when I was moving files from one server to another at some point in the past, and season three of Archer got messed up, and I I sold the disc, so I actually went onto Amazon and purchased a Blu-ray disc of Archer, because season three was hard to find. Right, because you sold it. That's I'm not even kidding. That is the God's honest truth. Yep. So. <clears throat> uh, yeah when i'm on the train i press sync it it downloads all the content from my server my server transcodes it to an ipad friendly proprietary format downloads it to the ipad stores it in memory and then i can watch it without the data connection so that's in a nutshell that's plex
1: yeah and uh what why why is our container so good though because you wrote it? Well, yeah, thanks. but Yeah, you were going to say yes. <laughs> sure, but the thing about Docker, a thing about Docker that Linux or I.O. really don't give a shit about. And what would that be, Ironic. I don't know where you're going with this, man. You don't? <laughs> I'm going with uh, the fact that Docker really wants to be able to replicate A environment from A to B to down to a bit. And because we use automatic updating that really can't happen. And that's a design choice we did and we decided that we would rather have an up-to-date Plex rather than having to wait for an author to make his Plex container again upload it and you have to download it and reboot, uh, reinstall your Docker image and sorts. So that's the thing we Linux servers containers really don't give a shit about, which... in So to get
0: the latest version of Plex, you just do Docker restart Plex.
1: Yes. That's and that's pretty neat,
0: I, I have to be honest. And you can specify whether you want to use the Plex pass version uh, yeah. very, very easily in one of our... Um, configuration environment variables uh, you can specify what else is there oh yes uh, you, you, you can, can specify, specify
1: a, a specific version if you experience yeah, a problem with yeah yeah
0: so if you wanted um dot, whatever you could do that but also we've yeah. got support for a specific transcoding directory to offload heavy writes away from a, you know the um maybe standard maybe the drive you've got your app data stored on isn't big enough to cope with a, a large transcoding volume uh, we'll workload, fast enough. or maybe it's not fast enough. Yeah, uh, we've got support to uh, to move that around as well. So, yeah, Plex. Well, also, fully we'll, recommend we'll, it.
1: Store, uh, we'll store store your user data as in your Plex library and configuration files as any user you want. You'll learn that is a thing with our containers; as they all run uh, under a custom user and a group as specified by the user which is you, the listener if you're listening
0: Uh, I wasn't listening
1: nope, that's good
0: yeah, so I think that'll about do it for our Docker this week and um, yeah, great let's uh, let's end the segment there so, uh, before we get out of here for this week, I think it's worth mentioning how you can get in touch with us and uh, introduce you to one of the members of our crew so welcome, Sparkly Balls. Hello, champs. Hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, um, there are several ways you can get in touch with us if you want to. Uh, the first one is uh, Sparkly Balls. It's the IRC, right?
2: Yes, indeed. We have an IRC channel, uh, pound sign, linuxserver.io. That's those a free you,
1: node.
2: For
0: those of you under the age of 30, a pound sign is a, a hashtag, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So yes, IRC is. If honestly, if you want to find us, uh, it's probably your best bet. If I'm yes. honest, perfectly honest, because um, we're all a bit sad and we all spend rather a lot of our lives attached to uh,
1: to to IRC. So, um, and if you don't know what IRC is, on our web page you can click a link that's less like join live chat. I think.
2: Yes. Um, yeah. We yeah, also yeah. provide a, um, I think it's still in development, but we also provide a an IRC Docker container.
1: Yes, we do. It's called Quasal Core.
2: But we can get into that in
1: another episode.
2: I use Quasal Core
0: every single day, and it works absolutely flawlessly. So, uh, whilst we've got you here, Sparkly, would you mind just doing a quick introduction on how you got into Docker and how you got involved with uh, Linux server?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I started... I got back into Linux probably about two or three years ago. Um... By Unraid, I was. Wait, wait, wait! Back into Linux. What does that mean? Well, I my first experiences with Linux was early days of probably Red Hat, uh, just tinkering about at home. I was I was running Smoothwall, and that kind of got me into Linux a little bit. So I experimented a little, but then I kind of left it behind. It was a bit... Smoothwall. That's the um, something firewall. like pfSense, right? was a firewall. Yeah. yeah.
0: A firewall. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. And I had a bit of a sort of a sabbatical doing other things. Um, Wait, you weren't using Windows in that period, were you? No, I was using uh, another proprietary operating system that you guys mock. <laughs> OS
1: Ten?
0: Are you kidding? I'm actually using <laughs> OS Ten to record this podcast. So uh, let's not mention that
2: in on air. Let's not do that. I wasn't going to... That's why I did try not to mention it but uh, you you brought up the subject of an OS so um, no so anyway I got um, I slowly started getting a large media collection and I needed someone to house it and that got me into Unraid and got me tinkering around because of the command line there got me tinkering around with uh, Linux again so it's a kind of proprietary
1: kind of bit of a closed
0: system in it? i think we're gonna to have to dedicate an entire episode
1: to unraid at one point yeah we will have to and uh <clears throat> speaking of unraid and Sparkleballs, uh sparkables has the most impressive rig of us all doesn't it at least when it comes to storage
2: yes i've got uh 59 terabytes all right
0: holy smokes that is a big that is a big one
1: if yes, you don't mind is. me saying sir he's compensating for something i'm sure mind
0: you i've heard it said uh that size isn't everything
1: that's true uh, it's the quality yeah, it's... of the dvd's yeah and or blu-rays
0: <laughs> i think for that array it's probably going to be lossless <laughs> everything <laughs> yes
2: pretty much most of it is yeah.
0: yeah that's impressive damn okay and um how
2: did you get involved with uh, with us then well i kind of fell into docker because um I was a little frustrated at the time that Unraid wasn't doing enough, and I didn't really like the idea of plugins. I thought they were a bit of a a bit they of were, a hack. They were always a hack job. Always. Um, too many dependency issues. and uh, It was a nightmare. Um, Docker came along and kind of started tinkering with it. Just the first running containers, and I thought, oh yeah, I like this. Uh, it was. It's kind of. It was Linuxy without the kind of. Overbearing kind of hard to get into Linux factor, if you know what I mean. A I mean, Docker Linux- file a Docker file is basically the world's most simple bash script, right? Yeah, I mean Linux can be a bit overbearing for new users, kind
0: of. No, no. Actually, funny story, I remember the first time I ever ran Linux, it was Ubuntu. I think it was uh yeah. Oh. Uh it would have been two thousand and
2: four? Five oh Christ, what are you talking about? Uh, eight nine, yeah, something
0: like that. And a friend of mine wrote down some commands that he wrote, like you know, apt get update, apt get install, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I remember running them and being like, I have absolutely no idea what's going on here, I'm just typing stuff. Pseudo, uh-huh. pseudo, what the hell is that? No idea, son <laughs> kind of martial art, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, crap. <laughs> Magar talking about Archer. Anyway, it's great to have you on, Sparkly. And yeah. um, before we get out of here this week, because we really, you know, we, we wanted to make this a half-hour podcast and I reckon it's going to be about 45 minutes today. So uh-huh. we should probably wrap up. Hey, Lonix, is there any way you want to send people throughout the week to follow
1: us? Well, you can email me, lonics at linuxserver.io or at lonics on Twitter. And you can email me, ironicbadger at linuxserver.io or at ironicbadger on Twitter. You can tweet at the show on at linuxserver.io. We also have an IRC channel on Freenode called linuxserver.io. We have a forum over at linuxserver.io, so go check uh, that out. And you can also email us at podcast at linuxserver.io. This has been the Linux Server IO podcast. Until next time, contain continue. yourself. So.